0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Professor Rick and we are on the record. Every week this podcast will take you inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, the top deal-making issues, the top tech issues, issues and the top social responsibility issues, plus a blockbuster interview with someone who you might not have heard from in the world of sports, but having a profound effect on its impact. Let's get started. Sports professor Rick Harrow inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports. What a week in American sports, but it's worldwide sports Super Bowl is here off the heels of the NHL All-Star Game and into Phoenix with the six hundred million to one billion dollars of economic impact over time. It's really significant. So let's get right to it with deal making issues three to one. Three. College sports platform on three launches a B2B division for the NIL. They'll feature the NIL valuation tool for high school and college athletes and it will provide products, services, and events for brands, colleges, athletes, and brands. Jeff Cravens is the new president, and before the regulations in 2021, student-athletes obviously forbidden to monetize, but now the division launches data-driven products and services that focuses on areas like student-athlete marketing, roster management, and media rights. The company also expanding its coverage to include the entire college sports business landscape, including programming, podcasts and events across the country Two Premier League look at it they see record U.S. audiences for Man U and Arsenal the combined match 1.0 rating and 1.79 viewers across NBC and the large number of popular network fans the number shouldn't come as a surprise by the way Arsenal menu smashed the previous TV League record, twenty twenty-two Manchester Derby, averaging one point seven six million viewers. And overall, across the four television match windows last weekend, NBC averaged a total audience delivery nine hundred forty-seven thousand. Quite the consistency heading into Super Bowl and Waste Management weekend one. Amazon boasted a young, hard-to-reach Thursday night football audience in its fourth quarter earnings reports. company's revenue hit $149 billion in the fourth quarter. They finished off the year touting its impact on NFL viewership. Tech and retail giant posted net sales of $149.2 billion in the fourth quarter of 2022, up 9% year-over-year, 12% on a currency-neutral basis, and viewership rose 11% among hard-to-reach 18-to-34-year-olds. Bottom line of all of this, very important as we look at the youth and Amazon's ability to reach younger viewers, could appeal to the league as it seeks 50 billion to 75 billion in its next rights package. Obviously, not holding a bake sale for the NFL deal-making issue number one, and what better way to transition the Chiefs and the Eagles, bringing incredible stories to uh, the table, Mark Donovan, a good friend, and knowing him since Eagles days, and now he's Chiefs, he's not torn, he's been 11 years or more with the Chiefs, and the fifth president in Chiefs history, in 2003-8, SVP of Business Ops for the Eagles, 1999-03, Sales and Marketing for the Saints. 77 to 79, NHL director of sales and marketing. So the NHL obviously knows, and Gary Bettman knows, Mark Donovan. By the way, Brown, university quarterback, set a whole bunch of records, went to the Giants camp as a free agent. We'll let you talk, hear from him about that. But bottom line is, Mark Donovan and the Chiefs generated nearly $4 billion in value. Re- media rights, over $118 billion, as we know, from the league. And the average price and franchise value, $3.5 billion for the NFL. Chiefs nearly about 3% or $3 billion, 17% increase in value at $9 million income. Key regional franchise, intense fan base. And what do you need to say about Mark Donovan other than the president of one of the two Super Bowl teams? Here he is. Kansas City Chiefs icon, president of the Chiefs, good friend, really good friend, Mark Donovan.
1: Thanks, Rick, it's good to be here.
0: Thank you for doing this. So, look, you've had an incredible history. And just to begin to talk about it, fifth President-in-Chief's history. You've got an incredible diverse experience.
1: Had a lot of great opportunities and a lot of good people who um, sort of guided me along the way, but it's been great to work uh, in a bunch of different leagues okay. um, and also to work in two big franchises in the NFL. Yeah, and uh,
0: the, the, the commonalities between all of that, would you say?
1: A lot of similarities and a lot of differences yeah. um, you know when you think about working at the NHL, working at the NFL, um, a lot of differences, yeah. you know, especially when I was there. It was just as the NHL was sort of taking off, and Gary was making the changes he was uh, hired to make, and um, it was fun to be there and it was aggressive and it was we did a lot um, and then the NFL you know it was sort of the era of Roger sort of coming into his role and Fewer, deeper, and changing the model, um, and that sort of changes the model in sports. Um, And then working for two different franchises, Philly, big market um, ownership with Jeffrey and Christina was uh, just a great learning experience. Sure was. Um, And then to go from there to work for the Hunt family is pretty impressive. And when
0: you think about all of that, the process to me sounds like, again, commonalities. The titles are interesting. I'm not sure you did the same thing all the time, but but marketing, sales, business development, uh, there's a lot of common processes in
1: that. Yeah, a lot of fundamentals that are the same. Um, a lot of s- processes I learned in different places I brought to the new places. And um, you know, especially going from the league where you're sort of siloed in your yeah. role to go work for a club and be the exact opposite. Uh, that was a great learning experience at Philly. Working with Don Smolinski, working yeah. with Joe Banner and that crew, um, and then to do it on a different level with uh, the Chiefs.
0: So, January 2011 was the uh, president's announcement with yeah. the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So, you've been there for a long time. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And a long term contract that just been
1: reached. Yeah, yeah. Very fortunate to work for a family that uh, rewards loyalty and is are loyal. Um, and, you know, they're great. Ownership families in all sports, but the Hunt family, um, in my opinion, right at the top of that list. Did you think when you were struggling to
0: be a free agent in the (laughs) New York Giants camp as the guy who, by the way, set all quarterback records (laughs) at Brown, did you even think that you'd be where you are today in that position?
1: You know, I always hoped that I'd work somehow, some way in football. It it was just such a part of my life, and I learned so much from it, and I gained so much from it. It wasn't as much giving back to the sport as just wanting to be a part of it. Um, So to finally end up after a couple different tracks, to end up at the league office was, I thought I was done. I thought that's where I'd just stay. And then the opportunity came up in Philly, and that was just exciting and educational and um, competitive, and, and I just learned a ton there. And then to be able to take that knowledge and then go do it in Kansas City and really be part of that resurgence has been really, um, it's been fun. If I
0: asked you what the biggest difference when you entered the league office versus today is, it's too general a question, but I'll ask it anyway.
1: Yeah, tough to say. You know, I think when we were there, we were probably more siloed than they are now. I think they've done a really good job of sort of spreading that out. It's just such a huge animal. Um, And that's one of the things I like about being on the club side is um, while we're enormous in our brand in our region, um, it's still, you know, you, you get to work a little bit closer with people across all different areas, where the leagues, both NHL and NFL, um, they tend to be a little bit more siloed and, you know, do your job, stay in your lane.
0: The interesting thing about the Forbes valuation stuff that mm-hmm. everybody eschews unless on the high side. And then the high side, then they embrace, right? Yeah, right. But $3.5 and a, half billion and a um, 14% increase in in value And a 20% decrease in revenue because of COVID, uh, but about uh, $381 million in in revenue annually. Again, general, nobody knows. You can extrapolate from Packers, but Mm -hmm. that's a lot of money and a lot of consistency and momentum after a pandemic, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a lot of responsibility to be um, one of the people in charge of this massive brand. And... We're really proud of what we do, uh, we're really proud of Arrowhead and yeah. what it is and the experience that we provide there that's unique, um, but probably from a business standpoint, most proud of the fact that we we clearly over-index for our market yeah. size, you know, when you're a smaller market, um, to be able to compete with the big boys on just about every front, um, that's really what we strive for, um, and it's hard, um, but it uh, gives you something to shoot for every day.
0: And again, the Forbes breakdown of teams, which is even worse. But you're kind of right in the middle, Uh, and as you just said, and you're in the middle with their projected revenue. We're not going to ask whether you embrace it or not, but Mm. kind of right in the middle, which is what you just said. But your market is geographically larger. It's much more passionate. Mm. And when I saw you last, I had nightmares of that red and yellow for five, six months. I couldn't control myself. And that's what happens in your market, success or not. Obviously, you're successful.
1: Yeah, that's a very valid point. You know, I've been... I've been in Kansas City for two and 14 and um, four and 12, and I've been in Kansas City for 13 and two and Super Bowl championship. So I've seen both ends and the the fan passion stays the same no matter what, and we're we're fortunate for that. Um, But it's our job to continue to grow that, and we're we're able to do that not only by getting more geographically uh, expansive, because you're right, we do have a huge market size, but we have a really small population in comparison. In um, corporate it, size, where
0: would you put the corporate uh, support uh, and capacity?
1: Yeah, it, it's there. not huge. I yeah. mean, when you think about Fortune 500 companies, I think we have two. Um, hmm. So it's yeah. difficult from that standpoint. Yeah. But that's offset a little bit with passion, it's offset a little bit with the relationships we've been able to build and develop. Uh, at the local level and the regional level. And now, with the opportunity the league has created internationally, we're yeah. going gonna to go aggressively after that because we think that's a real opportunity for us. What markets are you targeting internationally? Yeah, so we'll be in Germany and Mexico. And the Germany-Munich game will be very important to you. Yeah, very important to us. We have a great relationship with Bayern Munich that yeah, was pre-existing, and, um, and they've really helped us along the process, and we hope to be there playing a regular season game soon. Were you given... The assignments of
0: who you would pair up with internationally, or did you kind of ask for? No,
1: them? no. So from a, like companies and teams in the in the um, markets, uh, Clark and Dan, his mm-hmm. brother, with their MLS franchise, they have an existing relationship right. on the soccer yeah. side with Bayern. So it was us on the chief side who were going to them and leveraging Sorry, that to develop the relationship, and we think that's going to pay huge dividends. We, we're going to be extremely aggressive, and we have very high goals in Germany. In Mexico, um, look, we're, we're probably the 20th largest or from a brand standpoint, NFL brand yeah, right. in Mexico. So our target's a little bit lower than top of the market, but... We're going to be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more innovative there. I'm actually excited to see what we can, can do. Can you this. get
0: uh, Pat Mahomes to speak
1: Spanish? <laughs> yes. Well, you know he's from Texas. so That's not but, enough. Uh, it's, I'm sure he's got some You hispanic can't say background. it's close yeah. enough, yeah. so it speaks yeah. Spanish. No, yeah. we, uh, we're we fortunate that we've got uh, Tony Gonzalez and a yeah, couple well, other guys yeah. in our background yeah, that of we can you call do. upon. Yeah. Of course you do.
0: So, uh, let's, and the other legacy that you guys have, which I'm sure everybody understands, but maybe not everybody there, is that you're... Uh, you're uh, franchise has been family-owned in that community basically forever. There's a lot of transfer from a lot of owners to a lot of owners in most all communities except for yours. That has to count. It absolutely counts.
1: And I think there's a Kansas City is an authentic town. You have to be authentic to survive there and to thrive. And Lamar moved the team there from Texas, which is a big move, and I think Kansas City embraced them from day one, and today uh, we see that even um, through their passion. And uh, I don't know that anybody is still—I guess they are still alive—that
0: remembers the uh, Dallas Texans. It's oh, yeah. uh, history, but that's not Dallas's team. It's Kansas City's team, and you've embraced it, you know, quite successfully. Yeah. Let's talk about gaming. Uh, you know, that, that's become something where, again, on the stadium stump, if if I were told by Commissioner Tagliabue, go do all those stadiums. And by the way, you can't touch casino gaming. You can't touch Indian land. If you dare touch sponsorships or, lo- or uh, Indian sp- or lottery, we're going to fire you. Yeah. So now, if you don't cover all of those, you're, you're leaving money on the table. In your foggiest dreams, would you have thought this all would have happened so quickly because of one basic
1: Supreme Court decision? Um, hard to project that uh, Supreme Court decision was going to happen, but when it happened, immediately you can project it, right, yeah. because it just is what it is and it's that powerful. It's also been a very interesting um, experience. We talk a lot about you know, what do you do every day? Yeah. What's your job as president of, the, of an NFL franchise? And. You know, part of my job now is understanding state legislation. Right. How do we get legalized sports betting passed in the state of Missouri? Are you Reserve? turning
0: into a lobbyist? Is uh, that correct?
1: I've, I've, I've learned that I don't want to be in politics. I can tell you that. Oh, I could have told yeah. you that early. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you and I have had First these conversations hand. a long time ago, right?
0: <laughs> but you seem to be successful. And would you, without putting words in Missouri legislator's mouth, mm. mouth, if gaming is creating over a billion dollars every three weeks in New York and yeah. Illinois and Pennsylvania, it is a matter of time? Absolutely,
1: and I think they, uh, without putting words in people's mouth, yeah. it's just the reality is we've got to figure it out, yeah. and Missouri has to figure it out, and it's good for the state. All right, so
0: tell me how quickly there will be uh, in-facility uh, betting uh, uh, all over the country, not just in Capital One Arena
1: and Chase Field Oof. and all that. 24 months. I mean, I okay. would not be surprised by that. Um, yeah. When you think about our two states, with Missouri and Kansas, um, we're sort of behind everyone yeah. else. And in the legislatures that we talk to, we hear it. Like, how we're we losing right now to yeah. Iowa. We're losing right now to Illinois. We're losing right now. And and it's sitting there with yeah. a really proven way to do it safely uh, and securely. And um, I, I believe that we're going to get something done in Missouri relatively soon. Yeah. And I think Kansas is going to follow up really quickly.
0: Well, I remember Mark Donovan's early history, you know, he went to Brown. He was a big-time Ivy League quarterback. And if I'm sitting there and I'm on the in the legislature and I see this three-piece suit, a 6'8", dapper guy, saying, we're going to lose money to Iowa, <laughs> it's a done deal. It's over.
1: You're the When's, best. When, I, just, I just grew like four and a half inches, by the way. I, That's look,
0: awesome. Uh, take me anywhere.
1: When's the legislative session? Is it going to happen this year? I hope so. Yeah, yeah we're uh, we're. Knee-deep in it right now. Right. Um, I was in, supposed to be in Jeff City last week. I'm going hopefully in the next week. So we're we're knee-deep in it. So we expect to make some progress. And you know, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of commitment from the legislators. We're gonna do everything we can to support them, and hopefully we get it done.
0: So the the other piece of this is that uh, I uh, you know we have a club that I was kind of mocking with friends who have been in the industry who are the presidents, your president's clubs. You are a business guy, very clearly a business guy. You also played football. Do, do you ever yeah. resi- you resist? Are you ever tempted to go over to the general manager and say, by the way, you got to pick this player instead of this player or that player or that player?
1: You know, I've been in the business long enough and been able to be in a lot of those rooms to understand that there's a reason they do their jobs and the amount of work that goes into those decisions. I actually think one of the reasons I've been successful doing what I do is the amount of respect that I have for them. Yeah. Um, I've seen that happen. I've seen people less experienced than I go in and say, why are we not doing this? And you know, to me, that's, that is really um, that's detrimental to the entire culture. Because yeah. you know, you're know you not trusting. You, you think you, you know more. And these guys are, and, and women, they're working every single day all year long to hopefully get one day right, right? right? And then they're going to, in the meantime, one hour, and then in in the meantime, they're trying to figure that out on the free agent side as well, and then they're trying to figure out what to do next. So I I have a lot of respect for those guys, and my job is to support them.
0: Yes, it is, and your job is to run the business operation as a tight ship, as you do. Uh, Final, um, what's the biggest challenge you have today?
1: You know, I think for us, um, the biggest challenge would be the biggest opportunities, and those are this international growth opportunity right. that we have in front of us, and then what's the next chapter for Arrowhead? What's the stadium? What is the best possible um, outcome for our fans and for our business? Uh, Geha Field, how long is that deal? GEHA. Oh, I'm sorry. That's I thought right. it was uh, GEHA. Field.
0: I apologize. Yep. We're going to mention a couple more times, which means that's two more impressions, which
1: means <laughs> this is more valuable, too. So, that's so, the, great. <laughs> so the, the, the two things I will say G-E-H-A. about GEHA is that, um, as you know, it is not easy to put a name on a building. No, um, but we were really focused on putting a name on the building with a company that's authentic to Kansas City, yeah. and one of the largest employers in Kansas City that nobody really knew about. The story behind the company is true Kansas City. Just everything that makes Kansas City special is what GEHA uh, started from, and we have that deal for the rest of the le- this lease. Well,
0: as a so long term. Yeah. Uh, as an aside, I found when I was working with you in Kansas City that it's a, it's a. To change the Arrowhead name, or to add to it, add would to be it. a very difficult. Add to it yeah. would be a very difficult thing, especially if you brought in an of counter to do it. So I'm yeah. sure it was done with great care.
1: And there are a lot of opportunities to do just that, and okay. we just said no. That's not how we're going to do right. this.
0: So, five years from now, are we running the Chiefs? Or are we running another team? Are we playing golf together? What are we Oof. doing?
1: Well, we're definitely playing golf, right. um, so thing. I don't yeah. know where we're playing, but right. we're, we're definitely playing, playing golf. Right.
0: Yeah. And are we still running the Chiefs or playing?
1: I hope so. You know, I work for a family that. Um, would give me that opportunity, I believe, based on the performance, Um, but you never know. Who who knows which way we go? That's a great answer for someone who just signed a long-term contract, by the way, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. And
0: I will say this, that of all of the general managers and uh, presidents, and I don't say this to all the folks, and you know this, he is the most uh, grounded, humble, diverse, intelligent, experienced, friend in the business that I have. Now, saying that, I don't have a whole lot of friends. Mark Donovan, thank you
1: very much. Really appreciate it. Good to to spend time with you. Appreciate that.
0: Mark Donovan gives us some really interesting perspective as we head into the Super Bowl. The Gambling Minute, Penn's sports betting business, posts head-turning fourth quarter profits. The interactive gaming business, including sports betting, it's tougher to turn a profit during the third and fourth quarters because sportsbooks spend more money on marketing and promotions during the football season, but yet they became the first U.S. gambling company to post a profit into sports betting during the final three months of a year. And Penn's interactive business, which also includes casino games, made a $5.2 billion profit, $208 million in revenue during the fourth quarter of 2022. Performance helped the company overall revenue for the period to, by nearly 1% to $1.6 billion. The highly publicized $10 million bet Jim Mattress Mac- McElvain placed and won on the Astros, but Caesars took a hit from that as well. And it relies on cross-platform promotion from Barstool, sports media company Penn will own in full later this month, powerhouse Canadian media brand The Score. All of that adds to Penn Gaming's success That's your Sports Gaming Minute. How about your Sports Tech Minute? None other than Fanatics. They continue their growth with the live streaming services. They hired former Snap Executive Director Nick Bell to serve as CEO of Fanatics Live. The live streaming commerce service will focus on selling trading cards and collectibles through content and entertainment. Fanatics strengthening its collectible presence with a new live streaming commerce service. The company was last valued at $31 billion following the $700 million funding round. And Fanatics betting and gaming CEO Matt King continues to have brand operating in all legal states by September. That's what he aims to do. And as it continues to grow, Fanatics projects around $8 billion in revenue from 2023 and beyond. Who can blame them? What a great company. Finally, the good sports five at the Super Bowl. Ford announces plans to return to Formula One from their 2026 season onward. It's a new chapter in Ford Motor Company when Bill Ford, executive chairman of Ford Motor, commented his great-grandfather Henry Ford won a race that helped launch his company. Clearly good for them and good for philanthropy. UFC generates about 33.4 million euros for the Paris economy. UFC will point to the study's findings when speaking to other international cities. UFC signs up normal and big wrestlers in MIL deals. So take a look at that company as they move forward. Finally, NFLPA and MGM Resorts agree to a multi-year marketing deal under the new agreement. The two parties launch activations around upcoming NFL events, including the revamped 2023 Pro Bowl games, next year's Super Bowl in Vegas, and the 2024 draft. Real important around the Super Bowl as philanthropy, social causes take center stage. We'd like to thank Mark Donovan. He is clearly one of the high-ranking and rising executives in the NFL. I'd like to thank Nick uh, uh, Nielsen for helping put this together like to thank you all for listening as wa- and watching as we get into a tremendous and frenetic Super Bowl week and as we move forward from that in the 1.3 trillion dollar business of sports I'm the sports professor Rick Harrow. speak with you soon